What's up, everybody? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's going on? Welcome to the latest episode of the Geeking Squad podcast. Woo, golf clap. Yay. <laughs> little, little clap, okay. Clap, clap. And this is episode number seven. Wow, seven Lucky already. seven, huh? Lucky seven. You gotta roll that seven. Boom. Vegas, baby. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. No clue. I got nothing. Just I'm out. just, what else is new? <laughs> I'm always pulling bullshit out of thin air. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Larry, and uh, down the way from me, sitting there with his scruffy beard. Yeah. Yeah, making noises <laughs> on the microphone. Beard keeps scruffing up. It is none other than Vito. All right. And then the uh, ticky tacky over here in the middle. <laughs> She is the cement between the bricks that keeps the wall from tumbling down. <laughs> it is none other than Megan. And uh, yeah, we're here for another episode of Geeking Squad Podcast. It's where we talk about s- subjects, topics, memes, all sorts of things that have been brought up in our Facebook group known as the Geeking Squad. So if you're not already a member of that, uh, it doesn't cost nothing. Just totally free. It's totally free. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> but you don't have to because it's free. It's free. <laughs> um, but yeah, go over there if you're on Facebook and uh, sign up and see what you're missing. But if you did miss out, if you haven't seen it, well, guess what, by gum? That's what this show is here for. <laughs> We're here to tell you about stuff. But before we get into talking about all that kind of stuff, I have to do the usual, which is ask you guys, how have you been doing? Okay. <laughs> you know, people are going to be like, why does Larry ask this at the at the beginning of every episode? Because every show you get the same response. It's like, Neh. okay, yeah, doing okay. Yeah. Good enough. Never mind. What? Mother. You've been, man, you've been mouthy all evening, man. <laughs> Moi? Yeah, moi, <laughs> moo, you, <laughs> moo, I don't know how to say that, you, you, moi. Yeah, she's been mouthing off to me all evening, man, I'll tell you. Got a little bit of that joker left in me. Uh. Yeah. If, <laughs> residual yeah. joker. Oh, man. Yeah, if you people didn't watch our uh, our little teaser video called Joker's Revenge, man, go on YouTube and watch it. Trust me, it's it's so st- <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, it was a fun one to film. Though. It was, but it was a lot, was of, a lot fun. of fun, and it's it's fun to watch too. You know, mm-hmm. especially if you want to see me and Vito get tormented. <laughs> so. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, you enjoyed sure it. Sure, you did too much. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, yeah, all right. Niceties aside, not that you're being so nice today. Yeah. But yeah, now all that stuff aside, let's just get right into it. Let's get into a little segment that I like to call What's shaking, bacon? <laughs> no. I'm, as long as it makes you guys laugh every time. But um yeah, so in uh, What's shaking, bacon, we just like to talk about a bunch of the little tidbits that get bandied about in the geeking squad usually from memes or news articles and stuff and most of the ones recently have just been about like tv shows and stuff like there's a lot of talk probably because now we're getting to the end of the summer and so there's going to be fall and winter shows coming up but there's 
just loads of stuff. A lot of stuff is like spinoffs and reboots and sequels because God forbid they come up with anything new. Mm-mm. You know, why, why Why do that? Yeah. I saw like one thing. I don't know if you guys were a fan or not, but their uh, Nickelodeon is supposed to be rebooting Ren and Stimpy. Did you guys ever really, watch that? I've never watched that. Never watched it growing up. Really? I'm yeah, surprised yeah. you didn't yeah, I watch it. I seen, thought you did for sure. Yeah. No, because I didn't hit, was that on Nickelodeon? Yeah. Or, yeah. See, I never had cable until like 2007. So oh, way well, but past that. It was, they showed it, it originated on Nickelodeon, but then not too long after that, they started showing it on some other network. I forget, maybe like UPN or something oh, like really? that. They were showing episodes. Yeah, no, maybe it was like another cable network. I don't remember. I just remember a lot of times I didn't just watch it on Nickelodeon. It was a great show for its time. It is of its time. Like you watch it and you're just like, oh, yeah, this is so 90s, like so early 90s. Really spastic and goofy. And it had its moments that were just absolutely hilarious. But I don't know. (laughs) I don't know um, how it's going to translate to 2020. Well, they, they, well, whatever. they rebooted it in the mid 2000s or something, didn't they? I did thought they, they did. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought they did, but uh, I never watched that. So I, I don't. Yeah, I know what you know. What I only think about it. I think I did see some of it, but when they did that, it was still with some of the original mm. people. From what I'm reading about this, it sounds like this is like all new oh, okay. people. So. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff on that show that was dicey, man. Like, it was, even now, you'd watch it and you'd be like, oh, that's pretty messed up, you know? Like, mm. But back then, it especially was messed up. I, I remember watching it and just being like, this is not for kids. Holy shit. Like, there's so much fucked up innuendo in that show. And oh, really? Pretty, pretty blatant. Yeah, it's hard to explain if you people at home, you're going to have to back me up on this. If you haven't watched it, I can't really explain it to you. But it's kind of like a view family guy where that's that's not really a well, kid friendly show. Yeah, I mean, family guy was definitely a product of I mean, obviously, the most obvious influence on family guy would have been The Simpsons. Right. But obviously Family Guy was so much more messed up than that. And I feel like there's certain things that they did on Family Guy that I could see the Ren and Stimpy influence there and stuff. Yeah. I I, I mean, Ren and Stimpy was, I guess, more marketed towards kids, wasn't it? Yeah, ironically. Uh, Or I think Family Guy, like, I don't think they ever ever tried to. Yeah. 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 Like South Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, even South Park kind of... At the time, I remember it being sort of like a kid's... There was a lot of kids that were watching South Park, and I was like, dude, this is not not for for kids. (laughs) I mean, big time not for kids. But yeah, people are weird, man. Animated stuff, they just think like, oh, it's for kids. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, I wouldn't exactly sit a kid down like a seven-year-old and be like, here, watch a whole season of Archer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or Frisky Dingo or something. Oh, my God. Frisky Dingo. The fucking best, yeah. man. <laughs> Frisky Dingo was the best. Do you know? Do you ever see? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Okay, well, Frisky Dingo was created by it was like the sort of like the precursor to Archer. Oh, and uh, a lot of the same um, people involved in it and stuff. That same that, style too is sort of where Archer kind of borrowed other their stuff from the animation and just yes. the kind of humor and, and stuff. Oh, okay, 
Yeah. It's really good shit, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> me and Vito, like, I always, a lot of times if we're going on a tour, I'll be like, hey, dude, bring Frisky Dingo with you. So, because we're... <laughs> I'm going to need that for for our sanity, you know. At some point I just need to like watch Frisky Dingo. And then and then I then I end up just quoting it all the time on the damn tour and annoying everybody, but yeah, it's a great show. But in any case, yeah, and you know what? It it seems to be a thing too because on top of that they're bringing back cuz now it's going to be bring back late 80s and 90s mm-hmm. stuff. They're also supposed to be rebooting Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. I feel that they did that too a while ago. Or they brought him back for a couple episodes yeah, or something. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, I think you're right. I love Beavis and Butthead though, man. Do you? Did yeah. You? I hate Beavis Dude. and Butthead. I mean, you got to understand, I was like right. 10 Brian or 12, Target. something like that when the, yeah. that show was on. So, See, I, I just <laughs> got so offended by that show because like... You know, that was the mid-90s, and being a metal dude in the mid-90s was a fucking challenge, you know, because we were, like, as uncool as could possibly be at the time, you know? And the whole crux of that show was that, A, they were supposed to be these little, like, really stupid metal kids, because they make them wear, like, Metallica Slayer shirts and all this stuff, and they'd act as, like, just bottom feeder, just as dumb as could be. Yeah. And and that was annoying because it was like I didn't. Well, I guess okay. I knew a couple people that were kind of like Beavis and Butthead. I guess we all have, but most of the metal dudes and everybody I knew they they didn't act like that. You know, they didn't behave like that. I remember one time specifically, I was at the mall. Some like jockey type, like meathead dudes, right? Other eighteen year olds or whatever, like I was at the time. They were walking by and they saw me and I probably had like a Slayer shirt on or something like that. And they were like pointing at me and they were like, hey, hey, Beavis. Oh, like, oh, look at that. And everything. And I was just like, dude, I don't even watch that show. Like, what are you what are you even talking about? Like, and they're like, oh, fire, fire. You know, like, I, and I'm like, those guys are more like you, you know, and which is true. I'm like, they're more like you fucking meatheads, you know, the kind of shit they do. This is the stuff that you fucking clods do, not not guys like me. It really, that really annoyed me. And then on top of it, you know, especially at the time because everything was changing and MTV was going more towards rap and hip hop and, and grunge and alternative and stuff and not wanting to play metal videos and stuff anymore. And when they would show metal videos on Beavis and Butthead, most of the time Beavis and Butthead made fun of them. And I'm like... Well, what kind of fucking bullshit control are you trying to pull on people? You know, mind control are you pulling on people here? Because, like, you're giving us, you're giving everybody the impression that, oh, well, these are metal kids. Like, make fun of them because they're idiots. You know what I mean? But then at the same time, the metal kids are watching metal videos on, on there and they're putting down the metal music. But then they'd put on like some naughty by nature video and Beavis and Butthead are up dancing on the couch and going, oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, this is some serious bullshit here. Like, if you're going to at least try to portray these kids as being metal kids, then at least have them like metal music. <laughs> but they're showing Morbid Angel videos and making fun of yeah. it. And I was and, and stuff. And I'm like, fuck you. It's fucking Morbid Angel, you cunts. <laughs> Like, they're one of the best fucking bands out there. Morbid Angel are fucking amazing. Back me up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, you're yours. Right. <laughs> hey, man, we've ripped off some Morbid Angel riffs. You, you got to yeah, give it true. credit where it's due. <laughs> so 
But I'm just saying, it's like they're sitting there making fun of like Morbid Angel videos and all this other stuff, but they're they're lo- loving the rap videos and all the other horse shit that MTV was trying to market. And that's why I'm saying, like, to me, Beavis and Butthead was a complete and utter marketing ploy. But yeah, man, I just, anyway, point is, Beavis and Butthead's coming back. I couldn't care less. I think it's awful. I thought there were moments in the Beavis and Butthead Do America movie that were kind of oh, funny. Oh, fuck. That movie's incredible. That movie was actually... <laughs> that movie was funny, but but I feel like that was different. It was very different from the show. It was written very differently yeah. from the show. It didn't have anything to do with the music video rating stuff yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And there was actually some really good humor. And ironically, a lot of people don't like the movie. Yeah, I know. Oh, really? They're like, oh, the show was good. The movie was lame. I'm like, oh, see, I feel differently. The movie has some great parts. There's a Beavis and Butthead video game called uh, Beavis and Butthead in Virtual Stupidity that I used to play all the fucking time. It was like a point and click adventure game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where they were like in high school, you had to get out of school and then go through the neighborhood and, and get shit. It was just, it was so much fun, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You love your point and click games. I do. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I get so much shit for it too from my friends, but they're the best, man. Yeah. You like what you like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of all that, they're supposed to be doing. Uh, which was a, a spinoff in its own self. They're supposed to be doing a spinoff show now of Daria from oh, really? Daria of another character. I don't know if it's supposed to be like Daria's daughter or something mm. like that, but I liked Daria. Daria. I never watched Daria. Oh, see, Daria was a good show. I actually liked that show. That was like more well thought out. I felt, you know, I felt like the characterization of people in that show was a little still satire. Yeah. But I felt like it was a little more true. Like the musician guys the rock musician guys that they had its characters in that show i was like okay yeah that's pretty (laughs) that's pretty accurate you know like well that's i know people i know death metal people we know some (laughs) that hated metalocalypse yeah yeah. when metalocalypse (laughs) came out i know some death metal dudes that were really offended by that show they were like man they're making fun of and i'm like dude This show is so fucking accurate. <laughs> and take it, because I'm a death metal dude, man. I'm like, I gotta be real. Like, real talk, man. There's stuff, there is stuff that they say. I don't, it, it's so embarrassing. The Metalocalypse for us is kind of like what Spinal Tap must have been to bands back in the 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When people watched Spinal Tap and were like, oh, God. <laughs> I've said that, or like we've had that happen. <laughs> That's us with Metalocalypse, man. There's times we'd be what me and Vito and Paul would be watching Metalocalypse, <laughs> and there's things they'd say, and we'd be like, oh my God, we've said that. <laughs> or being in the studio, and like one guy can't fucking play, the bass player can't play his bass parts, and the guitar player is putting on the mute button so he can't, and he's like, please just let me go in there and record this. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, there's all these different reboots and everything. Here's a, this isn't a cartoon, but here's another. It's kind of a reboot s- sequel kind of thing. They're they're redoing Who's the Boss. God, no. Yeah. With Tony Danza. And Alyssa Milano. They're doing a full house kind of thing where it's 30 years later oh. and she's going to be a single mom living in the same exact house. Dude, that's going to be so weird seeing that house, though. See, because I know that's how it was, I'm sure, for you with Fuller House and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I hate Full House, so who cares? <laughs> but 
I know. I am a man out on his own island in this yeah, episode because yeah, sure the are. two of you are just like, you're bagging on all the stuff we love and yeah. vice versa. <laughs> I only watched the first three episodes, I think, of Fuller House, so I didn't make I, through I, the rest of it. It was okay. But, yeah. He enjoyed it. It was entertaining. But so, yeah, I, I'm yeah. willing to give this a shot. They're doing the same, I guess. going down the same road, so... But I guess, and I love that show so much. I'm willing to. Yeah. What? Who's the boss? Yeah. Fuck yes. Fucking love that. Never show. Never got into that. Yes. Dude. We know Vito. Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> After what? Name that tune. Yeah. yeah. We did. Yeah. We did the name that name the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, dude. Who's the boss is so rad. I love that show. Um, but yeah, Angela's not in it, and Jonathan's and not Jonathan's in it. Jonathan's not in it. Yeah. But they is, have their. They were giving their full support of it. Yeah, but it's. It's not the same. I mean, part of why, again, not a fan, but I acknowledge part of why Fuller House works is because they got that cast back. And it kind of makes it more, I feel like, more interesting. If it's just going to be Tony and Samantha, I just, I don't know. I don't don't know. Maybe they'll make an appearance at some point. That would be cool. It would be cool. Well, let's put it this way. Even if we don't see them... I hope that they still factor into the story. Yeah. You know, they mention them kind of like um, in Fuller House that the twins aren't there. Right. Yeah. But they mention them all the time. But nobody wants them there anyway. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) wants the Olsen twins there. I mean, they're just such a handful now. Could you imagine? Seriously, could you imagine if they were? I know you're a fan, so you're going to say like you want them (laughs) there, but. It it would have been cool to make your same point that you're trying to make with guess, Jonathan. And I stuff, guess, but it would have been cool to at least see them in one episode. Yeah, they should have at least done some sort of appearance type thing. Like even if it was that they're jet setting across the world or something, you know. Mm-hmm. They called from the airport or something. Yeah, to have them on a Skype call or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be that's probably about the safest distance to have from the Olsen twins. Because yeah, how do you do? Who's the boss without Mona? Well, yeah, Mona Mona died last year. Yeah, last year. So maybe you assholes shouldn't have waited so fucking long. (laughs) If you were going to do this, you could have done it five years ago. We could have had Mona, who was the best character on Who's the Boss. I agree. Yeah, Mona was, she had it going on, man. She had style. She sure did. She was cool. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, I guess guess I'll give that a chance. There's... (laughs) Here's, I also heard that there is another, I don't know, is it supposed to be a spinoff or a sequel? I guess it's a sequel that I'm sure you'll be all excited about featuring Jennifer Grey. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this one. And it it's is. one of those that you don't fuck with, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Do you, do you know anything about it? I don't know there's, anything there's about really it. There's really no other information other than she's been confirmed to be participating in it. Okay. But there's no like plot or who else is going to be in it or a timeline or a, a name of the movie. There's I haven't seen anything hmm. other than she's been confirmed. Okay. To be a part of it. So I guess with like Labyrinth, we're just going to have to wait and see what they do with it. <laughs> well, because that's the problem. Same as what we were just saying about Mona and what we were saying last time or a couple episodes ago when we were talking about Labyrinth and Bowie not being there i mean you don't have the Swayze man you don't have the Swayze but it could be like Grease 2 that you love and you don't have Travolta or Sandy yeah okay but but here's the thing all right no there's no thing i can't <laughs> i can't no i mean listen just hear me out i can't defend Grease 2 i love 
Grease 2. Like, I fucking love... I know every word of that movie. I've watched it so many times, okay? I love Grease 2, but I can't defend it. Like, I can't sit there and try to say, like Vito tries to say about some of his fucking movies. (laughs) I can't sit there and be like, no, guys, it's a really good movie. It's not. I know it's not. Mm -hmm. But I love it anyway. I love it because it's so ridiculous and campy and I do think there's some good performances in it and stuff. Adrian Zemed's amazing in that movie as Johnny Nagarelli. But anyway, so I, I don't I don't know if I would exactly sit there and try to say like, well, but look at Grease 2. Dirty Dancing 2 might be great. No, that's not a good defense for it. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I tried. Um, I don't know. Maybe Jennifer Grey's character baby's going to be the hot milf. <laughs> Or maybe she'll get put into a corner in this movie. She might. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody's, Squeezie's not there to get her out. I suppose. Maybe, I'll be really curious. Maybe like she's like taken over like the the resort or something like or that. Or dancing school or something. Or some kind of dance, yeah, or something like that, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see and what she's do And she's training the new baby. Oh, the new Squeezie. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. It's going to get scandalous. It's going to be lifts <laughs> left and right. <laughs> but, oh, but, I mean, I know one spinoff that you, Megan, you just have to be so excited about. No, I'm not. Oh, I mean, come on. No. I can see it written all over your I'm face. I'm really not. Because there's speculation. No. That they're going to Please do. Please don't do it. A reboot of Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Reboots. I remember that show. Fuck yeah, dude. What would you call it? A rebooter? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about the spinoff that's being proposed for none other than Captain Janeway. Fuck okay. yeah. She's just going to cry this whole time, too? Oh, man, Megan. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to make it past episode six or whatever the last one you saw because she doesn't do crying. Nope. I re- one, one day I'll I'll do it. It's you know it's so funny because I I really do think that if you got more into the Voyager series, if you gave it really more of like a chance, it. you'd end up really liking it. There's See, some I'm incredible kind of, storylines. Sometimes it's neck and neck with next gen for me. I'm telling you, it's wow. like yeah, it's really fucking good. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll try it it's, again. I'm I'm binge watching Deep Space Nine right now. Okay, okay. So then, maybe how's I'll, that going? good i'm enjoying it oh so, well see there you go because if you can enjoy deep space nine i, yeah, I, I did i didn't as a kid i couldn't stand that no, fucking show neither. but i i'm enjoying it more now for sure so uh, maybe i'll give it another flip and try and i'll any, have to if they're gonna do another goddamn yeah movie and with any star trek the first one or two seasons is pretty bad you know there's a lot of clunkers in there but you know how it goes. If she stops crying, that'll be a miracle. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> it's, again, and I mean, as a as a diehard Trek fan, you should know better because you know the first season is always challenging. I mean, even Picard <sighs> proved that. I, I know, but I, I got enjoyment out of that. I just, second she starts crying or pouty face, I was like, oh my God, here we go. And then I'm lost. Well, here's the funny thing about it. I noted about you the other day is that it's like, Megan, you you know, it's not to say that you don't have your moments of girl power, 
but you are very critical when it comes to I kind of am, aren't I? Yeah, like I'm women very anti <laughs> feminist just whatever. You're I'm very, not, but I am. Yeah, you're like it's like there could be songs on the radio and it could be like male, 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 and it gets to a female song. Like, oh like, my god, shut up. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, yeah, and female leads in TV shows and stuff. She's just very like, ah, this bitch, I can't stand her. Blah, blah, blah. So This is true. <laughs> Yeah, if people would think like the guys on this show would be like all, you know, chauvinistic or something, we're not at all. Like we think Janeway's great, you know, and and it's even all, uh, mo- most of the female uh, characters on the Trek shows and stuff are like my favorite characters. Yeah, for sure. Uhura, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Crusher. Oh, yeah. Pulaski. Well, I mean, Jerry Ryan. Pul- okay, Pulaski. <laughs> Pulaski. All right. Pulaski is the exception. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> better fucking be. Oh, my God. There are very few Trek fans out there that were unhappy to see her go. Because, no, it is Beverly Crusher all the way. Yeah, I've never once ever met somebody or read something that says Pulaski was better than Crusher. No, ever. Ever. No. no it's not you know, possible. Just, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't think it does. You know? Yeah. So, anyway, Balana. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, all really good characters. Seven uh, of nine. Seven of nine. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> my janitor came in. I have a calendar on my desk that's Star Trek, and I... He came in and was looking at it because he likes to look at it every day because he loves Star Trek as well. Nice. And I was like, oh, I need to take that off and switch it. And I flipped it. And it was Jerry Ryan. He's like, his mouth dropped. <laughs> and he just stared. I was like, would, would you like this one? He's like, yes, please. <laughs> like, All right, I'll tear it off now. You can take that with you. Go wow. enjoy Jerry Ryan. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Funny. That is funny. <laughs> but, yeah, well, and... Then here's one last bit of Star Trek uh, info. So, you know, they've been debating about what they're going to do next in terms of the movies and stuff. Because unfortunately, for some fucking reason, people just have it out for the Kelvin timeline. I don't get that. I love it. Yeah, I Man, and the more and more that I've watched those movies, I enjoy them more. Like I was more critical of them when I first saw them, and then mm. and then now the more I've watched them, I'm like, no man. I mean, again, people, if you're going to try to compare, I'm not going to compare it to the original. Apples or, and oranges. Yeah, exactly. This is an alternate universe, you know. But it's so freaking good. I watched Star Trek Beyond the other day. Again, I hadn't watched it in a while, and I loved the hell out of it. It was so enjoyable. Like, even though I've seen it a couple times before, I was just like, man, I still really enjoy this movie, if not more. But anyway, it seems like they've all but given up on that now, and they've been debating about what they're going to do next. And apparently, they're back at this whole idea of having Quentin Tarantino do the next Star Trek movie, and it's supposed to be related to the 1930s gangster motif thing like because that's all he could do is gangster movies so fucking dumb (laughs) and i I don't know i think i could kind of get behind this because you think the original series half of their things was visiting planets and going back in time well that's and they said that could be a neat yeah yeah they said that there's a chance that something about that this might be connected to or inspired by a piece of the action episode from um season two of start the original star trek 
which is a great episode, but it's not one of those ones that I would say like, oh, yeah, I want to see a movie based off of this. It's like, oh, come on, man. Why? Just so they can have, you know, gangster guys like you'd see in Pulp Fiction or something like that, you know, so he can do some version of that. I just, I I like Tarantino. Yeah, I like Tarantino. (laughs) There's some of his movies I love, okay? I don't think I want to see Tarantino do a Star Trek movie. I just don't want to... It's not the flavor I want for a Trek movie. Right, I agree with that. Yeah, I see. I see. I, yeah, I don't know. Because you know how the dialogue's going to be, and that's not how you picture a Starfleet officer talking. You right. Know? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And plus, dude, with Star Trek, I'm not getting this this fascination with us going back in time. It's like, dude, push the envelope. Show us what happens after the Federation collapses. That's what I want to see. Not this Discovery stuff and in between this series and this series. Like, push it to the future, man. That's what well, I want to see. And that's one thing that I love about Doctor Who. Because Doctor Who... Does it both. Does yeah. both. For as much as it's timey-wimey and it goes back in time and all this, and they do a lot of things where they're back in Victorian England again and all that kind of shit, which are some great episodes. But they've done episodes where they've gone to, like, it, gosh, I think it was one of the first episodes of the quote-unquote new Doctor Who with uh, the ninth Doctor when he takes um, Rose, Rose <laughs> to the future Mm-hmm. And they're on this like space station and she's like, what are, what are we doing? What are we looking at? And he's like, oh, we're looking. This is the day the earth explodes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, and it's like millions of years into the future and stuff. And it's like, whoa, that's heavy. And the emotion of it is heavy because she's like, oh my God, you know, like I understand that <clears throat> me and my family are long, long gone and everything. She's like, but it's just still like emotional to think that that's my home world and it's, it's about to die yeah. and, and everything. And I guess at that point, like the earth was like, abandoned and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but still it would you know like how awesome would it be for trek to do something like that yeah to like go that far in the future and just be like whoa like this is not the future we expected and maybe there's things they can do to change that you know and Mm -hmm. yeah i'm down with that i don't need to see pulp fiction star trek you know i just yeah we're gonna have like spock and kirk arguing about like big macs and stuff and (laughs) quarter pounders and <laughs> maybe it'd be cool for them to do a whole timey-wimey thing where they're back and forth like doctor who maybe. they bounce back and forth between the past and the future it's trek kind of so... kind of like the whale one yeah yeah the, the voyage home, time. Yeah. The voyage home. <clears throat> yeah. yeah i mean i'm open to checking it out if they do it but I'm cautiously optimistic mm. we we'll will see, see. <laughs> we shall see You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right, and as usual, I think it is about time we get into a little bit of 
squad talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the <laughs> kind of a little bit of, I guess, somewhat of a lighthearted topic this time, but I thought I'd talk about something because I uh, there was a, a meme that was going around and got shared in, in the squad where it was talking about, remember when you were a kid and you first found out about like the Bermuda Triangle and that was like such a thing. Mm-hmm. And that you, as a kid, you found out about it, and it was one of those things at that age where you were just like, "Why aren't we doing something about this? <laughs> like, this is a serious issue, you know." And it just made me think of like, you know, I know we're different ages, you know, I'm a little bit older than you guys, but I think generally we still kind of had the same, some of the same experiences growing up, where there was a lot of stuff back then that seemed like it was so much more dire and important then and there are a lot of them are things that like people just don't care about now mm-hmm. and i mean like well just like for example is the bermuda triangle thing like i'm fascinated with the bermuda triangle and they've still never really solved it i mean there have been theories about weather stuff that goes on there and everything gas bubbles and stuff from the ocean and right right but there's still a lot of like disappearances and different things that are really hard to explain that are related to the Bermuda Triangle that now it's like everybody's just sort of you know, like, oh, whatever. It doesn't seem like we hear about it as much as we used to. No. It seemed like we were like constantly Bermuda Triangle, Bermuda Triangle, Bermuda Triangle. And then when now we like, were kids. Occasionally we'll talk about it. But. Yeah. When we were kids, there were all these. Well, there were. And that was the thing. Maybe it was because of when we grew up. Because when we were kids back in the 70s and the 80s. Everything was like in search of and unsolved mysteries and sightings and sightings (laughs) and and all that stuff. And then there were other shows and then there were shows that would bring up like amazing stuff like that's incredible and all these like shows like that. That was just constantly. And then there were these movies because there were movies about the Bermuda Triangle and movies about like mysteries of the pyramids and movies about like raise the Titanic. What are the mysteries of like down there in the tech? Like and Geraldo Rivera specials. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. There was all those Geraldo specials about and like God, I forgot yeah. about those. Right. <laughs> See my point? That's my point, man, is like when we were kids back then, everything was this fucked up mystery, man. <laughs> like, because it was pre-internet. Now it's like a yeah, debunk, debunk, debunk. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But see, but a lot of things I think aren't debunked though, and that's why. I mean, you know, obviously a lot of the stuff we've talked about on the Geek and Poetic podcast and stuff in the past, things like mysteries of Egypt and. Mm-hmm. You know, all these other things. But again, these are all things that I feel like when we were younger, they were focused on, man. Like there was a lot of focus on it. Internet or no internet. I, you know, there was just like a lot of people that were like, I'm really interested and concerned about this. <laughs> Even back in like, say, the 90s and the early 2000s, we were getting bombarded with like History Channel shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot about it. And then it's all just sort of fizzled out and it's like nobody cares anymore. Now everybody just talks about politics and you know, Kanye West, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that's it. And I'm just like, but what about the Bermuda triangle? I sat there when I was seven and I watched a whole fucking documentary about this shit and it got me all worked up 
You know? I wanted to go there just to be abducted by aliens, man. That was like my whole purpose in life when I was a kid. I was like, I got to go through the Bermuda Triangle and see what's going on there. Dude, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Dude, I know you're going to laugh at me about this, but I mean, like, this stuff was so burned into my brain as I was a kid that when we flew down to South America for the first time, and I was flying, and I'd turn on on the little on our little TVs that we had in that plane and everything. They yeah. had really nice TVs in they that did. plane, and back in the back of the headrest. And I turned on to see like where we were at on the map, you know, because it'll tell you where your flight is at the time. And I was looking, and I was just like thinking to myself, like, man, I hope we ain't nowhere near that Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, It'd be our luck too. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> It totally would, man. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I still have that in my head, but then it's like you talk to people, a lot of people about it, and they're just like, what? Like, who cares? That That's not a thing. And I'm like, but it was a thing. There's just so many things like that. Like, And then, like, commenters even brought up. And, I mean, obviously, again, I guess this is one of those things that some of these things do get debunked, but, like, somebody brought up about, like, one another thing you would be, like, always, it was in every video game, cartoon, TV show, adventure movie. It was quicksand. The old quicksand. Man. You'd be I f- really thought that was going to be more of an issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch where you're stepping. There's going to be quicksand. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you are. Quicksand. Yeah. I, I remember just thinking about it and just being like, I can remember being like 10 years old and just being like, I need to know what I should do if I ever <laughs> wind up following <laughs> Like falling in quicksand, like am I going to be able to like get out of it? Because there just seemed like nothing more terrifying than the idea of being killed by quicksand. Yeah, just you don't move, don't move. It just makes it worse. Right. You'll disappear. Yeah. Right. But it, they didn't really tell you that. Like you just, you just seemed like one of those things where like I'd be walking through the forest preserve one day and then boom, quicksand. Yep, quicksand. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of the desert, quicksand. And I mean, I grew up in the age of playing video games like Pitfall. You know, in Pitfall too, and they had fucking quicksand in there, man. And you had to ju- you had to time that shit just fucking right, because <laughs> you did not want to fall in that quicksand, dude. <laughs> you thought jumping on the alligator heads was bad. <laughs> you could survive that if you got caught by that quicksand. Done. Fucking done. done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things like that when we were kids that were they were just made like things that we were so alarmed about. <laughs> Like, I really was worried about everybody being caught on fire, like, all the time. Everybody's walking around on fire because we had drilled in our heads, stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. Walking around on fire. <laughs> well, it's remember, spontaneous combustion was, like, a huge thing in the 90s. Liar, liar, you know? pants on fire. Yeah, exactly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I really thought more people would be catching on fire as badly as we had to learn how to stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. Never once stopped, dropped, and rolled my entire life. Only to practice it, to yeah. learn it. Haven't Even then, I don't think since. I did it as a kid. <laughs> well, dude, wasn't Locker that... Wood, haven't needed it since. <laughs> well, it was also, it was all those things that we'd see in those PSAs but from G.I. Joe. Yeah. Because then Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle PSAs. Yep. They, they had Stop, Drop, and Roll was a big one on there. <laughs> oh, you know, it was another one, and I think it now, because now I'm thinking of G.I. Joe PSAs and stuff, is I can remember being so worried about the stop, drop, and roll thing, like knowing how to do that and not getting stuck in like an abandoned like refrigerator or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, 
Like, was that just like really common? <laughs> Were there just like lots of fucking refrigerators and freezers and stuff being left left and right? Because I mean, like that was a thing, man. It was just mm-hmm. like you needed to let kids know. And I mean, I'm not saying that's not good to know because it's a legit thing. You could get trapped in there to be bad. Well, but just like stop and drop it. It is a good thing to know, but I really thought this would be a big problem. <laughs> but I but I feel like catching on fire for one reason or another that's is a legitimate l- concern. It's I a would little believe. bit more <laughs> common than like how many kids are like out being exposed to fucking abandoned refrigerators that it was that major of a thing. Like, we better make a cartoon about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess it was. Maybe it's because maybe I just didn't live in an area where that was an issue, an issue. But maybe other people that live in more urban areas where there's a lot of like abandoned fridges or something. Or they live near a dump or something. Yeah. Or they live in the dump. dump. I was just going to say there were parts (laughs) of my hood that was a dump. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, and then there were things that were like legit. There were other things that were legitimately a concern. But at the time. I don't think I realized how much of a legit concern it was. Not that it was like the whole duck and cover thing mm-hmm. with like the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> with, you know, with bombs and nuclear war and everything. And it's great because it just goes to show the naivete. Because that's what I'm saying. Like as a kid, if you asked me, I would have been like, not as we're, you know, like, well, if I catch on fire, I got stop, drop and roll and everything, you know quicksand there ain't shit we can do about that i'm real worried about quicksand but if the russians attack i got the perfect solution <laughs> i got a desk and Nuclear i got, bomb i'm fine yeah i got a desk and a book <laughs> i can go under my desk and i can put a book over my head and i'll be all right and it's like son no it's <laughs> not gonna do shit for you that literally will not help you at all. The best place to be in a nuclear attack is to catch the bomb as it falls on <laughs> that's, the be- that's the best place you could possibly be. Because you'll go <laughs> so quick. <laughs> you don't want to be 15 miles out or 20 miles no, out. because that's suffer then. Yeah, that's really Oof. bad. But yeah. just catch that bomb and you'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So there's like, everything was just so mixed up back then. Like it was such a jumbled mess of like, you know, get us all worried about the Bermuda Triangle and quicksand. But, you know, yeah, nuclear bomb, we, we got you. We got a plan for that. Here's another. Here, Okay. Here's something I don't get. So I'm going to ask you this because you're the Oklahoma girl. Okay. So I'm guessing, and I'm sure we all did. I'm sure you did too, Vito. But I'm guessing that you especially had a lot of experience with tornado drills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not just drills, but yes. And like, <laughs> like, real deal, yeah. Okay. So when you were in school and something like that happened, what was the plan? What did you guys do? We usually had to go out in the hallway and tuck in anywhere without a window. Okay. Did you have to clasp your hands behind, behind your yeah, yeah, behind your neck and stuff. So, okay. To protect your head. All protect right. Protect the vital organs. Right. In case the glass shatters and cuts the back of your cerebrum, you got your hands there to cover you. Right? <laughs> Better than nothing. <laughs> or we have to take a book and put a book over our head or something. Protect the head. <laughs> but the precious cargo. Fuck. <laughs> but here's my question. So, I mean, okay, so I wanted to know if you were, if you guys did the same thing. And that's the same thing we did. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's pretty universal. But what good does that do? I mean, really? The last thing, I mean, 
I get it. Okay, you're safer there than being by maybe a window. Mm-hmm. But if a fucking tornado comes and hits the school, I got some news. What Having happens? your head half stuck in a fucking mm-hmm. open locker out in the hallway <laughs> is not a great idea either. Mm-hmm. No, again, it's just kind of like the nuclear bomb where you're 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 kind of fucked. But it, I mean, depends on where it hits, I guess. Like. Yeah, I see. If it hits you dead on, you're fucked anyway. So, no matter where you are. Yeah. In that case, if a school's in like a known tornado valley that actually gets hit with tornadoes, I would think that they have like an underground cafeteria or something like that where you would go. Exactly my point. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's (laughs) like if this is that legit of a concern, which obviously it is because we had to do this fucking drill every month, you know, if it's that legit of a concern, how about creating an actual area? That is legitimately fucking safe, not just go kneel in the hallway with your head between your knees and your hands on the back of your head with your, you know, up against a metal locker. That's not, you know, you tell me like, oh, no, we have like a like a like a bunker bunker, or even it's like, well, we have a gymnasium that has no windows Mm -hmm. at all and has double steel doors that we blah, 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 blah. Even that, I mean, still, if the building gets hit by a tornado, like that still can be bad. But that still seems like a better solution than just go out in the hallway. Not to mention that at either end of my hallway in grade school were these big fucking windows. Mm. So what fucking good was that going to do? It's like, well, it's less get glass to, you know, so instead of all you motherfuckers getting cut, it's only some of you motherfuckers going to get cut. So sorry. Sorry, motherfuckers get cut. Well, these guys knew that the kids were going to die and they just had to make a plan <laughs> and make you feel better about doing it. Well, that's and my <laughs> point. It's all bullshit. <laughs> and that's just what I'm saying. It's like they got us worked up about some bullshit and not worked up about the real bullshit. And isn't that just always the way? That is the way. This is the way. <laughs> like the Mandalorian <laughs> says, you don't got to worry about the Bermuda Triangle or quicksand, but nuclear bombs and tornadoes and, tornadoes and all that, that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's the shit that you got to worry about. So it's just funny thinking about all those things that we worried about and shouldn't have, but then other things that we didn't worry about and now it's like oh my god <laughs> we should have totally been yeah. worried about that yeah, you would really think a, a tornado alley school they should just have a, a shelter underneath the freaking school yeah or build the lockers big enough to fit in to be able for kids to like fit in and have some kind of like inside like safety latch thing so they didn't get trapped so they in get there flying through air, the air like the refrigerator in indiana jones <laughs> No, that's the for nuclear the, bombs. No, that's see, for the see. See, it all comes together now. Exactly. And they told us not to go in the fucking refrigerators. They told us not to go in the fucking refrigerators. And yet that might have been the thing to save us from the nuclear bomb. It worked for Indiana Jones. It's got to be true. Yeah. And they were all just trying to fucking kill us. That's what it came down to. <laughs> Bunch well, of bullshit. It's all a ploy. Yep. It is. They wanted the insurance money. <laughs> that's all it was. Overcrowding in the schools. (laughs) Wow. What do you suggest? All right. Well, we are winding down. We are reaching the inevitable end Mm -hmm. of Squad 
Talk Squad Cast Squad Podcast. It was coming to the end. It was it was the squad. It was the geeking squad bomb coming down. (laughs) You know, like missile command or something. Okay. (laughs) Meg's like, yeah, that's fine. You go with it. Whatever. (laughs) I'll humor you. Um, But as usual, now we are at the what do you suggest? Uh, portion of the show and this is where the three of us suggest something that we like and we think you all ought to check out as always i start with Vito. so Vito, what do you suggest so this week i've got a podcast for you guys called office ladies yep <laughs> so the last few months i've been watching the office and i finally finished a series and i found out that the characters um pam and angela in real life, are really best friends, and they just started this podcast called Office Ladies, where they go through each episode of the series and give you some tidbits about behind the scenes, what it was like to film it, mm-hmm. and just insider scoops. And it's incredible. It's really it's awesome. funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny because it's not like scripted out or anything. I mean, it's literally just the two of them chatting, BSing back and forth. Yeah, because yeah. they're a couple of you know middle aged actress moms you know they're they're moms now they're just real normal people you know what i mean so mm-hmm. there's no air of hollywood anything on them they're they're very down to earth and they're mm-hmm. really funny yeah they're like n- naturally funny and what's even more funny about it is the pam character on the show is the one who's like a little bit more like spunky and you know quirky and outgoing and stuff like that and angela is like the most uptight woman on the planet. <laughs> She's just like so uptight and and they're kind of frenemies actually yeah. on the show. They're yeah. sort of like enemies and stuff <clears throat> that become friendlier as time goes by and everything. But in real life, the funny thing is, is that Jenna, who plays Pam, is super reserved, just very mellow, very <laughs> laid back. And Angela is a fucking character. Yeah. She is hilarious. Like she's more like quirky and up. She's like the happiest, most quirkiest, nicest lady. Mm-hmm. And like couldn't be more different than her character on the show. So that in a in and of itself makes it funny. Okay. Hearing their takes even on their own characters and stuff. And it, yeah, man, that's yeah, I was happy to hear that you're listening to that because that is a great show. Yeah. It's, yeah, especially if anybody, I know there's a lot of Office fans out there. You've never really watched I it. I have never had any interest in watching that show. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to check this podcast out and maybe it'll help me generate interest because I, I keep hearing about it. Like, uh, I was the same way. I need way. to watch it. So, But I see, I was the same way. I only just recently got into it. Mm-hmm. I was the same way. I was like, that doesn't seem like my kind of show. You know, I'm not interested in Office humor stuff you Mm -hmm. know no i deal with that shit every day i don't want to watch it too (laughs) i know but it and but some of it is kind of probably what makes it so funny my metal octopus metal octopus that's it yeah yeah that thing yeah yeah in a lot of ways and it's it's just the actors it's an incredible cast so sometimes some of it is like so over the top ridiculous that I'm kind of like oh jeez okay mm-hmm. but a lot of it is really funny so yeah it's worth giving a shot alright I'll do it and it's another show where you have to kind of make it through season one because oh. it changes a lot after season one yeah 
Okay. Uh, especially Steve Carell. Like a bunch of the characters, they sort of it it didn't season one almost sunk the show. It didn't really? do really well at first. And then they did some changes and they made Steve Carell's character way more like goofy and not such a dick and everything. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, the first season's only like six episodes. So right. super oh, okay. quick to get yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to get through. Yeah, I'm not a real big Steve Carell fan. So okay. I think that's kind of him like, eh, eh, I don't care. So I already know just from stories you've told me about your work that there's going to be characters and things on this show that you're going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I've lived through this. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So worth checking out, but yeah, that's a good one, man. Yeah, I wish they did a spinoff of just the warehouse because I would be like, "Oh, dude, I can probably write a show called the warehouse so well." <laughs> well, maybe you should. Maybe you should. Could be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Megan. Yes. What do you suggest? I am going to suggest a little show I just recently found. I'm only a few episodes in, like four episodes in. It's two seasons so far. I hope there's more because I'm really enjoying it. But it is a Netflix show called The Imposters. Okay. And it's about a show um, where this this beautiful young woman, um, basically she cons all these people into marrying her. And then she absconds with all their money. Okay. And it's it in, ends up, it's not just her, it's a, it's a team. Oh. And they're working for this guy called The Doctor. And he sets it up and gets them their new IDs and changes their identities mm-hmm. and their appearances and everything. And they just travel all over the place and hit these people that are kind of asshole-ish or whatever and steal their money. That sounds pretty damn interesting. So, but, but yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. But what, the twist to it is these the last few, like the last three spouses, end up getting together they find each other to track her down. Oh. Just put a stop to to get their money back and everything. And I've just left off where they actually caught up to her. Mm. So I was like, ooh, this is about to get real interesting. But they learn along the way how to grift themselves. Because okay. they don't have jobs anymore. Right. And they're traveling, you know, following all these leads everywhere, trying to find where she's at so they can't stop and make money. And they, she stole all their money, so they don't. She just, they don't have any savings, so they have to grift and steal off. And their thing is, you know, we have to have a code where we can't steal from the elderly or children or women or something like that, or good guys, you know. So they only grift from assholes. Interesting. So it, it, it's pretty funny to watch them practice. Nice. They practice on each other, lifting wallets and watches and stuff off. But it's I'm I'm really enjoying it. Cool. Is it a new show? Um, it's it, there's only two seasons. Oh, okay. There's so there's far. more than one season. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's two seasons of it. I, I'm hoping it's still going. I haven't really researched it yet. I literally just found it a couple of days ago. Okay. And but I'm really enjoying it. So nice. cool. That's a good recommendation. Yep. Well, kind of somewhat along the same lines, I'm going to recommend that, and I'm sure <clears throat> a lot of people probably already are aware of this or watching it. But my recommendation is the recent. It only came out what about a week and a half ago. The second season of The Umbrella Academy. Fuck yes. Fuck yes is right. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed the second season of Umbrella Academy so much that I watched it twice. Oh boy. (laughs) Watched all. In a week and a half. Yes. Yeah. I watched, uh, yeah, because I watched most of it the first time within like a day or so. Holy moly. Yeah, it was. It's 10 episodes. (laughs) Yep. It was great. 
<laughs> it was so good, man. I I enjoyed the first season of Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. I I did enjoy it. It it sucked me in. I had some reservations about about it. There were certain things that I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this character or these plot points and where they're going. But it left me on a note that left that I said, okay, well, you're still curious. You were, you know, this is wide open now. You know, like I don't want to give anything. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away in case any, if people haven't watched any of it yet. But yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Vito's still working on it. Yeah, um, but take me a while to get through. T- yeah, two seasons of that. Shit. It's so. an easy watch, though. Yeah, I, I feel like it's an easy watch. Like it, it's. I mean, yeah, you're talking each season is what ten hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like it went pretty. Quick. It goes really fast. Yeah, especially the second season because there's so much that happens. So much that happens, and it's really cool because more so in the second season. The characters all kind of, again, without giving anything away, they all sort of find themselves at first being on their own adventures, and uh, which all present their own challenges. And you kind of find out that it's really important for them to all get back together and get it, get it back together because the whole theme of this show is like, you know, actions having consequences mm-hmm. is really what it comes down to. And that nothing is insignificant. Nobody is insignificant. Like, even if you think somebody or something in some period or something that happened, everything matters, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And makes a difference. And, uh, yeah, man, it, so if you enjoyed season one, definitely watch season two. And if you didn't enjoy season one or if you were like, Mm, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's a little too weird. It is weird, but I feel like there's a lot of things. There's still a lot of questions, but there's a lot of things that get sort of like explained, and you sort of understand more of how things work, and you also kind of get more in depth. Like, if there's certain characters, like characters from the academy, that you kind of go, "Well, that person's a." asshole or that person seems pathetic or that like you kind of get even more character development where you start to like maybe look at things a little differently oh that's why they're like that yeah and there's certain characters that didn't get touched on maybe as much in the first season but then they get more of their their due in the second and it's really, really fucking good. I was so surprised how good it was because I only have a cursory knowledge of the comics mm-hmm. and everything. I don't know squat about the comics. Yeah, well, the comic series, as is this, it was created by Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. And, uh, you know, so I have to admit, I'm not a, I don't dislike My Chemical Romance, but I'm not like a big fan. So when I first found out about it, I... I I didn't really delve too much into it, but now that I know more about it, I'm going to go back and read those more. And we're talking about possibly doing a more in-depth kind of review discussion sort of thing about the Umbrella Academy. It's just how much we're loving it. Yeah, so it you know, we might we might do a little bit more, especially at least me and Meg and we'll see if Vito gets caught up or not. But we might do that. So let us know if you people want to hear us talk more about Umbrella Academy and delve into stuff a little bit more. Uh, I think we're going to do that. I might do it even if you people don't say don't it. Don't want it. Yeah. yeah. Don't care. So. We do what we want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but on that note, before we go, the one thing we love to do is we love to give a shout out recommendation type thing. 
uh, for other podcasts because it's not just all about us. I mean, we want you to enjoy us, but we want you to enjoy other shows of our friends or our peers or our inspirations because there's a lot of shows that inspired us to do this in the first mm-hmm. in the first place. And uh, a show that we've actually appeared on before as guests. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've been friends with for a while now. We is the anniversary right now, actually, of the MSR cast, and as well as Metal Geeks, mm-hmm. our friend Carrie Gordon, mm-hmm. out there. If you are into metal music, but especially even if you're not, even if you're not just into metal, if you're just into all the kind of stuff like we talk about, if you're mm-hmm. into Star Trek, Star Wars, Disney, they love Disney stuff over there. Um, music stuff besides metal, they get into things like the monkeys and like some, you know, classic rock kind of stuff and kitschy stuff. If you dig that kind of stuff, definitely check out MSR cast. Uh, they're available on all the platforms Mm -hmm. just like we are. It's, it's good stuff. And, uh, especially since they've been around for a while now and celebrating an anniversary, go over there and it's a good time as good as any to jump on board and give them a, Give them a listen. Mm-hmm. Yep. A, li- a little look-see. <laughs> but uh, on that note, I think that's all there is, right? Is that a wrap? Right? I think so. They put the bullet in Tommy's head in that in that house. De Niro's on the phone <laughs> asking what's up, going, what happened, what happened with Tommy? And he's like, well, there's a little problem. <laughs> and there's nothing we can do about it. That's that. <laughs> and just like poor Tommy and Goodfellas... It was the end for him. It is the end for us, at least for episode seven. And we will be back in two weeks, right? Yep, with episode mm-hmm. eight. Episode. Ocho. Ocho. <laughs> the old, <laughs> old Ocho eight episode. So we'll be back. And yeah, thank you so much, everybody. As usual, like, subscribe, share, comment, especially comment. Freaking comment. We want to know what you think about stuff. Anything. Give us your thoughts. Exactly. Give us your brain. I want to eat your brain. <laughs> oh, what? I got a little scary. I did. All right. So we're leaving them on a brain. Scary note. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Peace. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. See ya.